0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Well, I'm so excited that you joined us on today's episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. We get to chat with Jennifer George. And you may not know, but she is the granddaughter of Rube Goldberg. And if you've never heard of a Rube Goldberg machine, first of all, you're missing out, and you're going to have to find out right now. For everybody that does know about Rube Goldberg machines, I am on cloud nine right here, getting to chat with someone who got to grow up with Rube Goldberg as their grandpa. Welcome to the show today, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. It's so exciting to be here.
0: And first of all, just what a, what a treat it is to be able to talk with somebody helping carry on the legacy of Rube Goldberg and helping kids to, to realize how exciting it is to build complex things that do very simple things. And and I want to tell everybody right now, if you didn't already know, there is RubeGoldberg.com which has all sorts of great information and there are contests that happen every year with 30, Rube Goldberg. 30,
1: 32 years now we have been running uh, the Rube Goldberg Machine Contest and uh, over the past <laughs> three decades the Competition has shifted a bit. It started out as a college competition. And now today, I mean, kids in college are, you know, creating Facebook. They're they they're not really putting in that kind of effort into a Rube Goldberg machine. Right. So we kind of shifted gears about a decade ago and we started high school. Then we added middle school. And now we have the apprentice division, which is lower school. And it's been just fantastic and really kind of a great entry point into STEM and STEAM. Learning.
0: Yeah. yeah, and definitely, I mean, kids can get really excited about just watching the wonder of a Rube Goldberg machine where uh, balls roll and things flip and fall. And just what an incredible combination of art and beauty and design goes into those things.
1: The best ones are incredibly suspenseful. And for those who don't know what a Rube-Galbert machine let's define it for them, it's very overly complicated I and mean, hopefully humorously complicated that accomplishes a simple task. Right. And um, it used to be, and, you know, when I first got involved, my father was Rube's son. Mm-hmm. And he started RGI in the late 80s as a kind of means to manage Rube's work. He was a cartoonist.
0: Right, right.
1: He always drew these inventions. He never built them. So which is which is probably amazing by that. But and I think you would get a big kick out of the fact that, you know, God, fifty years after he died, people are still not only talking about him, but you know, really trying to to accomplish in the real world these crazy machines. Right. So a giant, colossal waste of time and energy in a wonderful way. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And and what an incredible learning opportunity for a kid to have to think trial and error and problem solving and, and getting things to work when the first time they don't. And, and that failure aspect and learning through failure has, has really become a, a central theme of, of STEM education and STEAM education today.
1: It, it involves improvisation. It involves teamwork. I mean, getting kids... Look, I am up against a screen all the time. We're doing this interview. I'm talking to you on a screen. Um, But having kids actually face-to-face problem solve together, I mean, that is as important a skill as any of the other aspects of science, technology, engineering, and math. Right. And we're really proud of that. The other thing that I love about our competitions is we essentially encourage green machines. So if you have just a great pile of junk and an imagination, and hopefully some sort of adult mentor who can drive (laughs) you and your machine to a competition, um, you can compete. We have Title I schools uh, win over private schools every year in regionals and or finals. And I love that we level the playing field. That, to me, is such an important aspect of this because I want to make sure that every kid, every kid, no matter you know, where they're born or what type of school they're in, can experience really the joy of what this kind of an education can give you in the long run.
0: Yeah. And I think I think a lot of times we see, you know, STEM competitions and science competitions that, uh, that have a, a high entry point as, as terms of funding and things like that. You think of different robotics competitions, and there's a huge outlay that you have to have each and every year and, and again, we're chatting with Jennifer George, uh, Rube Goldberg's granddaughter from Rube Goldberg, Inc. And you can find all this great information and even about how to to join a competition if there's one nearby you or if you want to start a competition in your area.
1: We also do an online competition and that's international. So you said you were kind of far away up in yeah. Michigan, but northern Michigan, I don't know. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm way out in the middle of nowhere.
1: But um, For us, so you could have a team, and they could build according to the rules and directions of our online competition. What's the difference? The difference is you can build your machine mostly without size limitations or restrictions. So True, you can take over a garage, a classroom, and then in the older kids, because we we obviously have to make it a little more challenging from lower school to middle school to high school. Yep. And use the entire campus by the time you're in high school. Wow. Uh, but there are restrictions about filming. And so you have to really yeah. get the AV department involved.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but just thinking through all these things. And again, um, maybe maybe a great question that that some educators would, would be wondering is is what's the best way to start? You know, I know you said get a pile of junk and which everybody can get. Um
1: Yes. Everyone pretty much has something they, they can get rid of, whether it's in their attic or basement dumpster someplace, get a pile of junk, put all the junk on a table. And we actually have these uh, bags that are sort of like Rube Goldberg junk bags. And what you do is put the junk on the table and we get you this bag. It's filled with all the components that can help you put that junk together. Right. Rube Goldberg machine. So what does that mean? It means that Every object that you look at has kin- kinetic potential. There we go. Turn it upside down. Turn it on its side. I mean, look at a lint roller. Okay. All of the possible ways that you could use it, not as a lint roller. Yeah. And it's amazing. It can be used as a pendulum. It could be used as a rolling device. It could be used actually for the sticky bits on the tape. Oh, exactly. And, um, and that's the fun part to watch kids like look at the stuff around them. And how do I use a bicycle differently? How do I use a chair in a different way? And wh- how does gravity factor into it and weight? And they're learning all this stuff, but they're learning it in a way that has nothing to do with books, nothing to do with being taught and everything to do with experience yeah. and, and having fun. So that's, that's how I would, kind of get started. We also have, there's some books available and I would just tool around on rubegulver.com because if you look at Rube's drawings, it'll really give you a sense of what, how you could potentially use them in your classroom.
0: Right, and a lot of times, you know, people think if if you watch a few of them, you'll start to recognize a lot of Rube Goldberg machines have have balls that roll. Um, so finding some balls um, for kids of all different sizes and weights and shapes, and um, some pulleys, dominoes tipping over, uh, but other things that could work as dominoes. You might you might not think of the fact that a, a cereal box can work as a domino, but but Absolutely. when kids start to to think through the design of all the different types of objects that we use in our everyday life then they become so much better at all the other skills needed.
1: Well and this year one of our sponsors is Slinky. So and we actually have a line item as part of the judging algorithm the best use of a single Slinky in a machine. Wow. And every you know kid, every kid kind of knows what a Slinky is and when when you register in the welcome kit, you get a slinky. You also okay. get a light bulb that's uh, from another one of our sponsors, Sylvania. So they are our, our light bulb sponsor. Now, why a light bulb? Every year, there is a single task. yep, And every machine at every age level has to complete that task. This year, the task is turn off a light, which is really, it sends a nice energy conserving message. I mean, we've had goofy tasks and serious right. tasks and message tasks. Last year was put money in a piggy bank. So it sort of encouraged fiscal responsibility. There you go. The before that was our 30th anniversary. And it was pour a bowl of cereal. And why that? Well, most of the iconic root yeah. Goldberg machines in movies, like Pee Wee's breakfast machine, Pee Wee's oh, yeah. breakfast machine, or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, oh. breakfast machine.
0: Classic. But yep.
1: So we really thought, wow, for a 30th anniversary, that would be cool. So General Mills sponsored. That year, so we've we've had some great sponsorships and some really exciting uh, tasks.
0: Not only the the competition, but uh, you're helping. Uh, and again, we're chatting with Jennifer George. You're helping carry on the legacy of your grandfather's artwork. And you said, you know, he was a cartoonist. He made tons of, of cartoons throughout his, his career. And those kind of things go on display uh, at museums.
1: We currently have the Art of Rube Goldberg at the Queens Museum, and that's in New York City. It's actually if you land at either of the airports on the way into New York City, chances are you will pass the Queen's Museum, Old World's Fair grand. It's very cool. So uh, that's there. And then we have the children's exhibit, and that's on tour now. It's called Rube Goldberg's World of Hilarious Invention, and it was created by the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh, and it will be on tour for the next decade. Wow. Right now it is in Davenport, Iowa.
0: That's awesome. So, if it's ever nearby any of you educators, definitely take the opportunity to get your kids to see it. But, but there's so many also resources again just by by looking at your website and just just exploring. I mean, if you turn the kids loose on on the internet and get them to type in Rube Goldberg, I mean, one of, one of the neat facts I found Rube Goldberg is the only person listed in the Merriam-Webster dictionary as an adjective. I mean, it, it's it's incredible that well, that's
1: but, why most people don't even realize he's a real person. Yeah. And they, they think, oh, you know, it's just some sort of like name for this thing.
0: Right, right. Like we call tissues uh, Kleenex because that's a brand or something. That, so Rube Goldberg is a brand. But no, a real person. Now, what was it like growing up? I, I just want to know this. What what was it like growing up with Rube Goldberg you as your grandpa?
1: That, you know, if Rube was your grandfather, you know, you'd walk in the door and, you know, a parrot would fly out of a closet and hit a, you know, chandelier that would knock over something that would pull a hook and hang up your jacket or something yeah it was not like that at all he was he was he was a great grandpa yeah um, meaning he was always engaging and fun to be around but I was I was really little um I was 11 when he died so my memories of him I always when I do Skype in the classroom and that is something I do every week I'm beamed into different classes I talk to them, I tell them like little known facts about my grandfather. He was always on time, hated when you were late. He wore shoes when he went swimming. He loved automobiles and he got his first car when they were only 12 in New York City.
0: Oh, wow.
1: that's hard to imagine. And his favorite dessert was whipped cream. Oh. He could eat a whole bowl or more just by itself. But then the advent of Cool Whip happened. And Cool Whip was the ultimate dessert of his. So he really that that was it.
0: I think I think uh, I would have got along well with him.
1: <laughs> and uh, and he taught me a couple things. Yes, he taught me how to draw, but and I teach this to every class. He taught me how to shake hands. Oh. And said no limp fish. You <laughs> know, look him in the eye, and give him a firm, hard handshake, and let them know that they're meeting someone. Yeah. So I have the whole classroom, you know, introduce themselves, and I always say, if you remember nothing else in this journey of that you're on in life, just remember how to shake hands. Yeah. <laughs> because that will serve you well.
0: That's 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 so important, and and again, that's a skill that that we're losing. Um, those kind of things where you make meaningful eye contact when when we're all looking down at at the screen in our hands to be able to look up and look someone in the eyes and and say, you are important to me. Uh, you are a valuable person. Is such a such a good, uh, you know what? And that's, like you said, that that might be even the more important uh, legacy Takeaway, of,
1: right?
0: of your um Again, uh, people want to find out more information uh, about the competitions that really go from age 8 to 18. Check out rubegoldberg.com. Of course, they're on Twitter and Instagram at Rube Goldberg or Rube Goldberg Official on Facebook. Couple other questions for you, Jennifer. I know we talk a lot about STEM and STEAM and and really there is a great connection between that and and Rube Goldberg machines. Why do you why do you think kids love the idea of, of building and creating and, and doing STEM kind of things?
1: Well, I think the farther we the farther removed we are from how things work, mm-hmm. the more delightful and nostalgic it is to see something and how it works. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I am. we are all so dependent on our iPhones. Yep. Uh, I have no idea how it works. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a little Rube Goldberg machine in there somewhere. And you know, really, <laughs> I, you know, the minute you go from, you know, understanding, okay, the chain reaction element of a Rube Goldberg machine, now you can take a deeper dive and maybe go into robotics or coding and understand there is a chain reaction. There is. That have to happen in almost anything that works, right? Yeah. Whether it's the anatomy of a joke, because <laughs> yeah. there's a chain reaction to that. Yep. you you know, someone is coding an element for you know a digital platform. It's there's there's A to B to C. Yeah. This is the beginning. So like I said, I think understanding the delight of that and also the suspense. You know, the best Rube Goldberg machines have the slowest uh, transfers of energy. Oh, yeah. And like, how do you slow down that aspect? And, you know, I, I'll talk to kids and say, look, you know, think about it. How a chain reaction machine is going to go very quickly. You blink your eyes, you miss it. Right. But the best ones, like, oh my God, the anticipation is that thing going to work? Right. And there's a marvelous rube Goldberg machine. They branded the slowest rube Goldberg machine ever made. on. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And at one point in the course of the machine, they have a little carriage uh, connected to a turtle. And you're basically waiting for him to walk and lumber across this thing so that this little carriage can hit uh, a lever and move on to the next step. And, you know, short of strapping something to the back of a turtle, how <laughs> do you... Make something move slow as opposed to fast. Right. And again, th- these are all things that, um, in engineering, when you really get into to the crux of it, yep. you need to build something with an intentionally slow mechanism.
0: Right. And um, and we have to be able to build things that have a purpose, which everyone every builder machine has, and then it also has to have that that not just the function but the form, um, that that beauty aspect to it, which I think. And
1: um, using objects that you have available to you.
0: There's that sustainability aspect and, and recycling and repurposing, too. By the way, uh, I just searched YouTube. If you type in slowest Rube Goldberg, uh, there it is. Number one, you'll find it right there if you want to watch that one. So you you also said about, you know, getting from A to B to C. I love the quote. Uh, Art Spiegelman said, Rube Goldberg knew how to get from A to B using every letter in the alphabet. That,
1: that, is, that is my go-to quote. He found it. <laughs>
0: But just just thinking again through, like you you talked about iPhones, kids, they turn them on, they push the button, and everything works. Um, and in, unless we can get them to see the things behind that, no, they may not understand completely how that phone works, but to see that, that there is a process that makes things awesome. work is so important.
1: So important. And then, you know, again, the science, technology, engineering, math component, the STEM components there, yep. that smack in the middle is a giant A for our. Yeah, and, uh, not just Art Spiegelman. Uh, <laughs> the the art aspect is so uh, it's near and dear to my heart because really Rube, even though he was trained as an engineer, right at uh, Berkeley, worked as an engineer for six months before he decided to you know change shift gears. No pun intended. And right? Like yeah. Go into cartooning. Um, but it, it it he really became an artist, and that's so. And, and But every piece of his art, um, in every piece of his art, mostly, you see this mechanical mind at work. And that's exciting. So in the big book that um, I put together that was released um, a few years ago, it's the big coffee table book. Yep. Uh, every selection in that book pretty much was, was put through uh, kind of the sieve of, does this shine a light on his mechanical background yeah you know his education and I think it does um when you consider that he he produced its estimated 50,000 cartoons
0: yeah it's incredible
1: um it was before obviously the internet existed yeah (laughs) and um so so there was a lot to choose from Uh, almost I I could have put 10 books together (laughs) yeah this is the book that we
0: have yeah, that's great. And and again, for any of those kids in your classroom, teachers who are who are saying, "Oh, art really isn't," you know, I love to draw, but I don't really like math and science and engineering and stuff. Um, this is this is the perfect opportunity to change their script and and help them realize that no, the two go together uh, so so well.
1: Well, and there's narrative to it because yeah. when they start to really get into the building of these machines for our competition. Yeah. Um, they usually have a theme, and yep. we had everything from like you know a Star Wars theme to an on the farm theme to I mean you name yeah. it football. Uh, so once they have their theme, and then they have to have a narrative in the introduction. Yeah, Not just, don't just walk me through the steps. I want to hear the story of your machine. And that's there you two. go. And and they also they take that opportunity usually the kids who want to be you know, actors. Uh, do the presentation, and they get dressed up in costume. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, inevitably, on these Skype calls, I'll say, okay, who's the funniest kid in the class? There's yeah. some, like, kid in the back corner, you know, under a desk, <laughs> pointing to him. And I'll say, come up here. Come up to the front. I said, okay, are you really funny? And, you know, they usually are doing something yep. hilarious. And I say, it's your task to make this machine funny you know, use this kid. This is your kid. This is the answer. So, you know, we try to get all, everyone involved. Yes. Even the kids that don't normally like science. We yeah. want
0: so, we important. So, so important. So, so important. Getting all those kids involved is, is such a, such a thing that we have to do a better job of each one of us as educators. A couple of last things for you, Jennifer, again, uh, check out RubeGoldberg.com. Uh, if you could have, dinner with someone sit down and and talk over science technology engineering math stuff with somebody who would that be
1: melinda and bill gates
0: all right that'd be
1: they've been they've been working very hard for a very long time obviously you know world health is their number one priority right but number two from what i understand it's education yeah and i would love to to really hear what they know that i don't there you go. And I'd love to tell them what I've experienced that maybe uh, through these thirty years of these competitions. Yeah, they don't. So it would be a it would be a fun dinner.
0: All right, so Bill and Melinda, if you guys are listening uh, to this episode or anybody that works for um for Microsoft, uh, please pass along Jennifer George's contact maybe information.
1: Microsoft. This is another dream. So if you Google Rube Goldberg in Minecraft, yep, you get like almost three hundred thousand results.
0: Oh, wow. I never even thought of that.
1: Yeah, kids are building Rube Goldberg machines in Minecraft. And I want to do a a Rube Goldberg competition in Minecraft that ties into what we do. So if any of you out there work for Minecraft, (laughs) have them call us.
0: (laughs) All right. And one last question. I really want to finish with Jennifer because I think this is so important, especially as you've helped – continue the legacy of of your grandfather um what do you see as as the connection between rube goldberg and stem education maybe 10 years from now what where do well, you
1: see i think you know rube was doing this long before the acronym existed oh
0: yeah yep and
1: so that's kind of cool but you know 10 years from now we we, we do currently have a movie in development in the world oh that's cool set in the competitions uh-huh. so think of like a kill in the Bee or the karate kid but with Rube Goldberg machines that
0: is awesome. I can't uh, wait for that
1: and then uh, ten years from now, I hope I am um standing online for the Rube Goldberg roller coaster somewhere <laughs> with you guys because I wanna to me that that's what this has been. um it's been a joyous, crazy roller coaster ride um for me my family.
0: That's awesome. Well, um, Jennifer, I just got to say thank you so much, uh, not only for joining us today on the STEM Everyday Podcast, but also just for being such a great advocate for for kids and for learning. I mean, apart from anything else, you, I can tell, you care about kids and you want them to learn and not just learn a bunch of facts. You want their minds to, um, to be open to all the possibilities.
1: I mean, it, these kids have a lot of problems to solve. We have left them with a lot of challenges yeah of the, these generations that precede them so and I know they're gonna do it yeah. but they're gonna have to think a little out of the box to do it so there you go hopefully this is the beginning of the journey
0: all right accomplishing by complex means what could be done simply we could have fixed these things long ago but at each each continuing day some things get a little bit more challenging to fix but the kids will be up to it because they're making rub Goldberg machines <laughs> I'm um,
1: really starting this
0: at least starting there, right. It's a great starting spot for so yeah, much I, education.
1: My grandfather said, in order to know how to design something simply, it really helps to know how to over-design something.
0: Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Well, thank you thank you again, Jennifer. Again, people can connect with you guys through Rube Goldberg on Twitter and Instagram or Rube Goldberg Official on Facebook. And again, check out all the great resources on rubegoldberg.com and find out about some competitions near you or create your own. And, and just thank you again, Jennifer.
1: Chris, thank you so much.
0: It's been a pleasure. Great. And again, listen to all the great episodes on the STEM Everyday podcast, just like Jennifer and her crew do while packing bags <laughs> feet away. They, they listen to this podcast standing feet away from Rube Goldberg's original drawing table. That I, my mind's just blown right now, too. So. <laughs> But again, subscribe on iTunes, your favorite podcast app, and leave a review so even more educators can find out about it and so that Bill and Melinda Gates can find out about it as well. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.